0: And good afternoon and welcome to the MMA Dissection, the Couch Dissection here with Paul Martin and Kieran Taylor, yours truly. What's up, Paul? How you doing? Doing good. A lot of MMA in the past a uh, little bit. Big yeah. UFC 279 card, old Dana White Contender Series. What a crazy day. I had, the, I had the pleasure, and this is kind of what I love about doing results, of, of covering that weigh-in. And that's probably one of the craziest weigh-ins I've ever had to cover. Uh... I was getting torn apart on Twitter for not knowing what was going on in the heat of the moment. I was asking questions because at first it was Kevin Holland posting that professionals make weight. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out on Kevin's tweet, like, what's going on? Yeah, like, is his opponent not making weight or something? Five, five minutes later, people are tearing me apart like, you don't know? They just said it on the UFC weigh-in show. Like, I was watching MMA Fighting's weigh-in show because they get this nice graphic that shows me all the weigh-ins. I always watch the official UFC posts. I'm always a dick like that, never supporting any of our uh, fellow friends there out in the MMA world. Yeah, no, I'm um, sorry about that. <sighs> Jesus, confusing times though. He's gonna sit right next to you, I oh, guess. Whatever. Sorry. Uh, got some doggos here, you know. But yeah, that uh, that that was that was interesting because uh, you know it was it was noted that Hamzat wasn't gonna make weight. Pretty much, he was. Uh, from what i, I seen, Ariel Hawani said he was somewhere between eight to ten pounds off. He ended up being seven and a half, so that seemed fairly accurate. Now I feel like eight and a half, it's more like eight and a half. Like, yeah, you get that one pound allowance, yeah, but you're still supposed to be 170. 70, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not going to count it that way because that's the way the commission allows it, right? Yeah. They don't allow that in a championship fights. So he would have been eight and a half off in a championship yeah. fight. That's fair to say. But the thing is, is what I can't help thinking about, what's been bothering me, when what I haven't really gotten an answer to, is uh, Hamzat was told to stop the night before. Now, if you're told to stop, when, stop cutting weight, you're going to rehydrate, right? Mm-hmm. So, so what I'm thinking is, is how close to 170 was he? Was he 174, 173, got back up to 180 real quick, woke up at 178, 178 and a half, or whatever he ended up weighing in at? Like, what, what was the story there? Because, clearly, you didn't—you weren't cutting weight until you weighed in. Everyone knew that. The, the UFC had been trying to work on a deal f- since the night before, right? Mm-hmm. He, uh, he had offered his entire fight person aid. That's allegedly what his manager said. Yeah, I heard him saying that. I don't trust these motherfuckers. Up. I mean, I could see I could see <coughs> beat in the moment, being really upset and emotional. Give him all my money. Give I feel like any fight yeah, totally at some possible. point... You know, going through the motions would probably get to the point where it's like I just mm. – either they want to fight or they're disappointed in themselves, right? And they're just disappointed they can't fight, disappointed that they didn't make it, right? So I feel like it was the former for him. I feel like he probably did have a bit of an episode where he's like, just give him all my money. I just want to fight. Like, Because, I mean, people were talking about this conspiracy. I'm going to call it a conspiracy that he intentionally missed a way. Now, I don't know how privy you are to that. I haven't really gone over I've it. heard the conspiracy, yes, yes, that people think the UFC organized all this to sell pay-per-views. Yeah. but I don't think the UFC is that competent. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think they could accomplish something like that if they tried. No, because that's way too precise to, yeah. to manage. But the thing is, is uh, with Hamza too, as Hamza, why would you go into that, the biggest fight of your career, completely blow it? That was going to be the biggest stage. That would have made him a superstar. He would have got a title fight probably. Wait on that superstar contract. Like he, he, like he, That's the level that they're considering you and they put you against Nate Diaz. Think mm-hmm. about Nate Diaz's opponents. I mean, Leon Edwards, now the champ, right? Got his shot right after that. What was he? A 12-fight win streak before Diaz? 11-fight win streak before Diaz? 10-fight win streak before Diaz, I think? 10-fight unbeaten streak. Unbeaten streak, 9-fight Because he had the no contest yes. with the whole yeah. eye poke situation. Yeah, which he was winning handedly. Yeah, he yeah. would have won that fight. But, like, oh, man. Yeah, they were setting him up. Like, as Hamza, you wouldn't want to miss that opportunity. And, like... No. We could talk about how the fight went, right? Obviously. Just round four Upsettingly. submission. You? Oh, really? I mean, are we surprised, though? Like, I don't like the way everything worked out in the end. That's my big thing. Nate was, like, better than him everywhere, it felt like. Nate was better than Tony everywhere. It's just fucking... That fight never should, was supposed to happen in the first place. Not at know? that time. Tony not, was not supposed to get me. Lee. Lee got fucked more than anyone. Oh yeah, he's the real superstar. Yeah. That fight. And you know what's sad? I think you. I don't know if you, <laughs> you fell asleep on me while we were listening to this, but Lee was on the MMA Hour and he was talking about how he didn't get paid like any more money. He just got a IOU from the boss. I owe you a main event. I owe you a co-main event on a pay-per-view, and Oof. it's like. But you know what's funny? That was supposed to be a co-main event on a pay-per-view. Yeah. So it, he Thank lost. So he lost a pay-per-view. He gained he, nothing. He gained nothing. Gained I'm nothing. sure in the future they'll got robbed. Yeah. In my opinion. He t- got t- robbed in the decision too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. If this were boxing, he, Daniel Rodriguez would have won. But this is MMA, and you have to take damage into consideration. And I feel like Lee was the pressing fighter doing more damage. That's just my opinion, right? I feel like Lee won that fight. I think one of the judges agreed. I feel like you agree, right? Somewhat, yeah. I'm not too upset about it, but, like, I'm upset about it because of how fucked he got in general. Yeah. If well, you're going to have a close decision, like, lean my man's way, comes in 10 pounds under. you saying that Daniel Rodriguez was, felt like he was 190, 195. He probably was. He, he probably weighed probably in was. at, what, 179? 179, 179 and, and a half, half maybe? Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, that's brutal. It, it was eight and a half pound difference. It's 179 on the dot he did. Yeah. yeah. Lee was one seventy and a half, and a half and he was 179. So it was eight, eight and a half pound weight difference. Yeah, that's that's insane. Poor Lee. That sucked. And then the biggest upset for me was the wasted opportunity of two stars in Hamza Chamaya versus Kevin Holland. That was brutal. I mean, no, like everyone was hoping and some people were trying to predict that Kevin Holland was going to win. But there was no way. There was no way he was going to win that fight. He's not a good wrestler as it is. And fucking... He's an air quote BJJ black belt though. Yeah, but he's not a great wrestler. And he was training for a brawl. Like yeah. D-Rods was going to bring him a brawl. Yeah, and, and... Hamza I think Hamzat's the only guy who didn't have to change his game plan. Yeah. He was just going in there to force his, his wrestling and that mm-hmm. was it. And so it was it was terrible. Terrible match, Tony, money. Nate and Lee are completely different fighters. I feel like Lee would have really hurt Tony though. I, I don't know. Can we talk about those types of scenarios? It's kind of like shoulda coulda woulda. It's his first legitimate 170 year. Right? Is it? Yeah. Well, top 15 Welterweight. Didn't he do the ultimate fighter at 170? He's got 16 Welterweight fights. But he's never fought at this level of competition at Welterweight. Mm-hmm. So it's he went Welterweight. I think he fought two fights at Welterweight, and then he went to Lightweight, I believe. I don't know. Quote me on that. Don't quote me on that not looking at any of the stats and right to now. be more clear for the people who don't know the original card was supposed to be nate diaz versus hamzat Chemaya, tony yeah. ferguson versus if you're, Lee in a, Liang. if you're living in a box and you don't yeah <laughs> daniel rodriguez versus kevin holland though that was the top of the card it got all mixed and matched and because of hamzat missing weight for the specifics here so we can dive into them we had a catchweight bout of 180 between Holland and Rodriguez because it was a bit of a last-minute fight that was made, and uh, uh, so we had four guys for 170, one for one or two for 180, but a guy missed weight by seven and a half pounds. Hamza Chamiya came in at 178 and a half, so now you have three guys on the 180 and three guys in on the 170, right? So the way they matched them up, they matched up uh, Tony and Nate, who were 170, came in at 171 and 170 respectively. And then they took Lee, the only other guy who made 170, and they threw him into the mix with the 180s. Ugh. Yeah, so they that's how D-Rod ended up being. Eight and a half pounds more. It was actually a catchweight bout at 180 that yeah, they yeah. negotiated, and Lee just came in nine and a half pounds. At least they them. had that bout on the card, and they were semi-prepared for Homs out to well, fuck up and miss weight by the They eight got eight paid. Pounds. I think that's what's important to remember. <clears throat> Did they? We don't know that No, No, sure. no, 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 no. They made their paychecks. I mean, they could have only gotten their show money and never had yeah, a fight. Sure. So they got, they got their checks. And and who knows if Dana... Actually, no, we do know that. It's not like he gave Lee a win bonus after. Mm. We have no idea. Hopefully he got something. They well, don't disclose these kinds of No, no but Lee it's was talking problem. shit about it on uh, the MMA Hour on Monday. Uh, he was saying that uh, they didn't give him any extra money. And he never he didn't talk about getting his win bonus or anything type of bonus or discretionary bonus Mm -hmm. Um, they just they were very hush hush about the situation in general and i think it's because some people got paid but other people didn't tony got paid did he yeah because he was i know for a fact that he was the one who was sticking the go to the negotiations with nate because he wanted three rounds because he wasn't prepared for five so if anyone had any bargaining power it was it was tony Right, he there was some things he needed negotiated. There were some things to get him across the line, so they probably threw some money at him. Right, it felt like both those guys didn't want to fight. It felt like both those guys respected the other guy too much to be mm-hmm. in the room with that guy. That's what it felt like to me. There was a lot of opportunities for Nate Diaz to finish that fight. I feel like, and he never took it, not until the guillotine. But I feel like that's sort of a mercy kill. You know what I mean? When you sub a guy over knocking him out. Yeah, it's kind of fair. You know what I mean? Uh, and, like, it... Diaz isn't really a power puncher or anything. No, though. but there were opportunities where he could have laid it on volume-wise and got the TKO. I'm not saying he was going to knock him clean out. It just, he just was hurting Tony. Uh, Tony had a good round, too. But outside of that, Nate was destroying him. He looked good. Uh, but really, it begs the question, how far has Tony fallen, I feel like? Yeah, Tony might be done. He might be just too old, too much damage, who knows. 170, I don't think is the move. That's 15 pounds. I don't think 155 is good for anyone over the age of 36. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's just, I don't feel like Tony's really got the frame for the top 15 at welterweight. He's like, not like a Gilbert Burns. Like, he doesn't fill out like that, you know? Gilbert's still strong at that division. Yeah. Tony's Tony's never really been strong. He's just been awkward and he can cut you. That was kind of the way he won his fights. And he had a good grappling. It puts the UFC in a weird spot, though. Because usually in this situation, you cut this guy. No, no. You With guys like this, you give him legacy fights. He starts He starts like a Jim Miller, it's, it's, a Condit. It's five in a row, though. Yeah, but usually, this is your legacy fight. Alvy on nine. Don't forget that. was it? Sam Alvy's a different story. And at eight, though? Right? Did he? Yeah, he had the record until Sam broke it. Seven or eight. <clears throat> regardless, he's got to get a legacy fight, he's got to get a win. I feel like that's it. Problem is, he's been fighting top-ranked fighters at lightweight and welterweight, which yeah. I feel is a little different than Sam's situation. He's fighting unranked fighters and losing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he fought some ranked guys. Yeah, Not earlier in that losing streak, for sure, but he definitely lost to at least four unranked guys. Hmm. Or, or more But usually in more. this situation, a, you'd cut the guy, but you can't cut Tony after like asking him, well, that's what Not I mean. what like, he did. Uh, it's tough, though, because I was about to call him a company man, but then I remembered how many times Khabib got canceled. Mm-hmm. Right? He's disappointed in the big boss, man. So is he really in his good shit? Yeah. Sh- good, good- well, I found it funny in the build-up. Lee was, like, trolling him, being like, watch out for the wires. Don't trip over the wires. Oh, my God, yeah. Him trying to be extra safe. I yeah. saw that clip, too. Yeah. Oh, that was so funny. He almost did trip over the wire. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Those. yeah. Well, for those who don't know, back in the day when Fox was doing the broadcasting, Tony was scheduled the fight Khabib, and but he tripped over one of Fox's broadcasting wires and broke his leg. No, he uh, tore his ACL or something. Was, he fucked up his leg somehow. Yeah, guess. it was a knee injury, I'm pretty sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, that, that whole night was terribly disappointing. Although, the drama was worth it honestly the pre-fight drama might have been more entertaining than the fights by far the press conference getting canceled we haven't even touched on that yet yeah it's first time ever a press conference got canceled so from what i understand because you know you have to piece this together from hearing things from different fighters who were there like lee talked about it d-rod talked about it they had slight video footage footage. so when i put everything together in my head it sounds like uh so for some backstory uh kevin holland and hamza chamayev have had a run in uh, back when Hamzat was in about his third or fourth fight. I think he was about to fight Mershashart or uh, Lee. It was one of the two. And, and uh, Kevin Holland was also on the card. And he, he ran into them, and, and I guess Hamza treated him like he was a bellhop or something like that. Like he didn't know who he was, and it really pissed off Kevin, right? Um, so Lee's interpretation of this is that Hamzat came in, and you know it was blue corner, red corner type thing, right? So I think they were all blue corner. Uh, Kevin Hall and uh, Lee, and yeah, obviously separating the corners. Yes, exactly. So he came over. and He greeted Lee. He's beaten Lee in the past. For anyone who doesn't know that, uh, it was pretty dominant. But they've they've you know been respectful, specifically more this week. I know Lee offered him to train at at out uh, China at the PI and, and vice versa, right? Um, but Lee was saying he came up and he greeted he greeted him, like Hamzat greeted Lee, and he it seemed like to him that he went to go greet uh, Kevin Holland, and then Kevin Holland started running his mouth because he's obviously still a little upset. And uh, he he I, I can't remember exactly how it happened, but it ended up with Hamzat push kicking him and then trying to, to fight him, right? So that's why they did it the two by two. That's why they brought D Rod and Kevin up first, is because they were trying to separate Kevin and Hamzat. So they were up there, but what happened is, is when they're in the back, Mike Diaz showed up, and he started seeing that uh, people were with Hamza that he didn't like. Um, so you know, like he didn't like seeing his his people with Hamza, but they were just there because they had just separated the first fight, right? So Ham or Nate started throwing water bottles at Hamza and shit. So that that that's how that happened, and that's what canceled the press conferences when Hamza Nate started getting. It. When Nate starts throwing bottles, that's when press conferences get. He loves ruined. throwing those bottles, eh? Yeah. Didn't he do that with, uh... Connor. Connor, yeah. yeah. That's not the that's first time. That's why they fucking give him empty monster cans now, because that way they're harder to throw. Yeah, so they don't jump somebody in the yeah. middle of the ring like they did Mayhem back in Strike Force on CBS. you give him a fucking can, just toss it off his head, ding bop, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then we had Contender Series on th- on Tuesday. I might be jumping ahead, but... Another five contracts. How'd you feel about that? this is the fifth time this season. I feel like Dana's gotten soft or something, and he's just handing them out to everyone. I think it's kind of uh, taking away from what Dana White's contender series. is. Yeah. I know it's got his name on it, but the point is, is that this is not, this is not supposed to be a one-off. Dana White's contender series is a promotion, right? You, we've had guys now who have fought there uh, three times. I think one guy on the last card. Uh, one of the guys who lost, lost for the third time in a row on Contender Series mm. now. tender Series is meant to be a promotion. You can't give every winner contracts, otherwise you don't have people worth watching. Yeah. You're not building anyone up. I think I think that's what was a good idea by, by Bo Nickel, which was apparently recommended by his manager, right, Malika. I can't remember his last name, but Bo Nickel's manager is allegedly the one who asked for the uh, – the second fight in the Contender Series, which I think is great. Like, you're building him up, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, Bo Nickel's on the next Contender Series card, right? 17? No, he's on on the last one. He's on week 10. So next week, uh, I I just did the results page. I should know this. I did it on Tuesday. Bo Nickel is a special individual, and I think nobody's going to stop him in his pursuit of becoming champion. Kid showed some real skill out there. No, I do think they're handing out these contracts too much, though. I think it incentivizes boring fights. When okay. people still win it after a boring fight, it's like, so now the whole card needs to be boring before we start rejecting people. So I'm trying to navigate this a little bit here. There it is. There we go. Okay, so this week, we have Leon Aliu versus Bruno Ferreira. Uh, there's a lot of Brazilians on this card, from what I remember. Well, they got that January Brazil card coming up and need some talent for it. They probably looked through their roster and realized, holy shit, a lot of people have retired. Yeah, <laughs> man, and like it's not getting any better. Like yeah. maybe your top Brazilian athletes are still like Aldo's starting to wear away. Aldo will be back though. I'm telling you, yeah, fight again. no I'm He'll fight <laughs> again, No, he will. I, I believe it. Aldo is going to be one of those guys who goes way too long. For sure. So you got a guy, uh, the main event, uh, one guy coming off of Cage Warriors. The other guy is 8-0. He's coming out of Big Shot MMA, Brazilian guy. Uh, But, yeah, Mexico, sorry. This is uh, Italy. Yeah, the Italy flag. There's so many of those green, white, and red ones or green. Yeah, hard to identify. Italy, Brazil, and then you've got two Mexicans fighting each other. uh, Raúl Rosa Jr. Oh, is that that seventeen-year-old kid? Yeah, it is. It is. So that seventeen-year-old kid is on next week. He's on the co-main of next week. Raúl Rosas Jr. So he's on the co-main event. He's five and zero. He's, I still feel like that's an oversight, and somebody's going to realize he's 17 and be like, yo, no, no he like, was a, fuck this. he was a uh, state jiu-jitsu champion in California, which says something in Cali because there's a lot of fucking big jiu-jitsu players there. He was a black belt champion um, uh, at 16. He was beating men, grown men at 16. 17 now, 5-0 in MMA, right? So if we take a look at some of his opponents, uh, he's fighting at UWC, right? His last opponent was 32 years old. Knocked him out. I still, like, don't think, like, I still feel like the UFC is going to realize he's just a boy and be like, fuck, what are we doing here? Well, his opponent is only 25. I don't know how that makes you feel. But if he gets hurt, that looks real bad that you threw a fucking teenager that's the, in there. That's the reason why Dana never took Newell. Did you know that? Yeah. He didn't want him to get hurt. Well, if he gets hurt, it looks really fucking bad. He's starting to lose now, Nick Newell, too. So it, yeah. it's not looking too great anyways. But, uh, yeah, the guy he's fighting is 7-1. Uh, and one. Uh, He's coming out of Total Warrior combat. He's fought a few there. He's fought a couple LFA. He's 2-1 and one in LFA. So that's, that says something for me. And then Austin Lane from uh, the States this Tuesday. We should really talk about the other cards, but... Austin Lane has a win over Juan Adams. So, you know, former UFC contender. Lost to Greg Hardy back in the day uh, on Contender Series. So that, that that's going to be his second run. And then uh, you've got Josh Wick, the last-minute replacement, 12-5, uh, making his uh, Dana White Contender Series debut against Aliyev, uh, who's coming out of AMC, EFC, uh, AMC Fight Night Global, a lot of places I I haven't heard of. We don't cover. Uh, another guy opening the card from Titan FC. All of his fights are from Titan FC. Six and L Sorry, seven and O. Fighting a Brazilian, thirteen and two. Uh, this coming out of Shooto. Shooto Brazil. Shooto Brazil. Shooto Brazil. Is his last two fights. So, yeah. so Bo Nichols on the September 27th card, where he's fighting Wheaton. Donovan Beard. Donovan Beard, CFFC <clears throat> champ. San Diego. CFFC middleweight champ, I believe? Uh, yes. Yeah, he's the middleweight champ. Well, he's fucked. Yeah, yeah like, this will, This is by spot. far his biggest challenge, though, because his last opponent was This is one by other. far anybody's biggest challenge. No, no, that's is oh, biggest challenge, I mean. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I doubt that. No, no, it is, absolutely. The last guy was only one and all. Yeah, 0. but he's probably wrestled Three, some no. motherfuckers, though. Uh, I mean, he's middleweight champ at CFFC. You've, you've fought some guys. It's... No, I mean, Bo. Like, Bo's probably wrestled some people who beat this Donovan guy's ass. Oh, probably. Like Jorge Masvidal. He trains all the ATT guys. Oh, yeah. Bo Nickel uh, was big uh, on Jorge's camp uh, for uh, Camaro. Both of them. Mm. So Bo Nickel was heavily involved in, in, in his. But you know, he he, there's, he admits it. Like George can't teach an old dog. Exactly. Kids. Exactly. He knows what to do. He just can't do it. And I'm pretty sure in his post fight of the first fight, that's what he talks about. Mm. Is that, like I there, I wanted to do this. I I overextended here. I under I didn't do enough here. And, he knows what he needs to do. He just can't do it because you don't practice it on that level, right? So, uh, But we got a UFC card this weekend as well. I'm it's like, a fat one. 14 fights on this motherfucker. My my cousin's on it, too. Yeah, good old Julian. My third cousin, for clarification. Uh, but Jillian Robertson, respect. She's the third fighter of the night. Uh, we're, I'm just going to run through the prelims here. Uh, Nicholas Moda, 12-4, and 4, versus Cameron Van Camp, 15-6. and 6. Tony Gravely uh, versus 12 and 0 Javid Basharat. That's 23 and 7. That's uh, Basharat's brother just fought on the Contender Series. Correct. The and just got a contract. I think, yeah. I think they're the eighth set of brothers to ever fight in the UFC. So, and they are. I don't know if Jav, Javid came in off a of Contender Series. Yeah, he was also a Contender so Series. That would make them the third set of brothers off a of Contender Series. The Kosuke brothers, the Bonfim brothers, who just got a contract week six. Now, Trying to recreate that Diaz magic. Yeah, I mean, Sorry it, to tell you, it didn't happen. Or it's just that age old saying, it runs in the family. Yeah. Right? Uh, so then we go up. We got Maria Agapova versus Jillian Robertson. Now, hyping up Jill here, but she's got six finishes at Flyweight. Uh, she's on the list for top five for most finishes at Flyweight. Young division, but I'm proud of her. Despite the record. is no joke though. That's a it's not an easy fight. Yeah, but you know who Jillian's been fighting lately? Is Grapplers. She she's got her losses are to Talia Santos. Uh Talia's no joke too. Yeah. She might be a title contender real soon. The last one was JJ, that was close, but then before that is Miranda Maverick, Macy Barber, Talia Santos. You ever call someone JJ that isn't Johanna Jadrick again? <laughs> you know, JJ? JJ Aldrich. No, it's Joanna and J Chap. She's the only JJ. <laughs> okay. I love you. Uh, <laughs> so that's ten and three of Mary Maryova versus ten and seven Canadian Jillian Robinson. And then we got a one fifty five Trey Ogden, fifteen and five. Again. Sorry. One fifty five at fifteen and five. That's throwing me off. Yeah. My bad. Trey Ogden, fifteen and five, versus Daniel Zellhubber at twelve and oh. Another Mexican. Uh, Denise Gomez, uh, six and one versus Luma Loponi. Uh, I love Luma. Six she's and three. So fun. She's uh what is that, Thai? I'm uh, not sure. She is Thai. Yep, so she's Thai. She's fun. She's got some beast ass kicks, like Zillia only after yeah. sure. Well I mean when you grow up there you've been I mean, fighting You grew up in Thailand. Yeah, it you been fight sense. since you were eight, right? So yeah. We got nine and three Aspen Lad versus thirteen and six Sarah McCann. Those they're both I'm pretty sure ranked both those fighters. Sarah McMahon. Yeah. I, mean, I swore you said McCann. McMahon. I thought you said McCann. No, I don't think so. If I did, we, we got him on tape at <laughs> least, right? Uh, Trevin Giles, fourteen and four at one seventy versus Luis Koskei, one of the brothers I just mentioned recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven and one. The fir- That was the first set of brothers, Luis and. Uh, God, I can't remember his brother's name, but the Kosuke brothers, right? Uh, then you go on, you got uh, 145, Damian Jackson, 21-4-1, impressive record, American versus another American, Pat Sabatini. That's a fun one. Yeah, UFC vet, eh? And that's that's the prelims. That's eight fights right there on the prelims. Yeah, Sabatini's 4-0 in the UFC. Uh, so that that's fun. And then we got... Damon Jackson here, it, he's only lost in the UFC is to Ilya Tapora, who's ranked right now at Flyweight. Ilya is way. no joke. No, he's no joke. I, I'm Honestly, he's called out Patty, and I'm scared of him coming up to yeah. 155 and fighting Patty. He's a real. Uh, but he is 1, 2, 3, 4-1 in the UFC, so that's going to be a fun fight. 4-1 versus 4 one in the UFC. Great records. You know, get pushed up into those upper rankings. It looks like uh, Jackson's ranked 18th. Right now on the tapology rankings, which means he's ready to burst through. Um, Anthony Hernandez, I love this guy because he subbed out one of your boys. Uh, What was his name? Rodolfo Vieira. Remember he got that huge submission win over Rodolfo Vieira? It was like unbelievable that Vieira got choked out. He got super tired. It was like the end of the second round. And he ended up catching him with a Armand Guillotine. I do remember this, but I don't remember me ever being a fan of Vieira. Wow, Vieira was a Jits guy. You're pretty aware of the Jits guys coming. Yeah. You were aware of Vieira. Yeah, and I know. You knew how dangerous he was on the ground. Yeah, and he got choked. And he got by choked out. So. Yeah. So he's having a 185 fight against uh, marc Andre Barriel, another Canadian. I love how stacked this this event is with Canadians. We got like three or four on here. I've been I've been watching a lot of Canadians lose recently. I'm worried they're all gonna get cut pretty soon. Yeah. I think we we don't have that many on the roster anymore. I'm I pretty, think it's six. No, no, I'm pretty. I think so. Someone got signed from Contender Series, and they said thirteen. Thirteen. Canadian. Oh, I'm surprised. Well, we've had a bunch in the Paris card too. And yeah. We've got three on this card alone. Jordan, Jillian. No, no last card. No, Sadiq, I'm just thinking in general. Sadiq Yusuf. Sadiq's Canadian. Yeah, it says Jamaica, but he's Canadian. Mm. Well, it appears he doesn't want to be Canadian, which I understand. I wouldn't want to be either. Oh, he's American. No, Uh, he was born in fucking Nigeria. He ain't no Canadian. No, who's the guy on the prelims from 279? Mm, No idea. Uh, Oh, you're thinking Dahoudou. uh, Yeah. Yeah, not many Canadians kicking around. Yeah, apparently Hakeem's uh, yeah, from Calgary. That's I'm thinking of. Yeah. My bad. Sorry, Sadiq. I did not. Yeah. Yeah, Sadiq's Nigerian. It's, it's not a typical. It's definitely not. I, I, I look at me right now. This isn't. This isn't. This isn't a race thing.
1: And I, it's not
0: that I confuse them because. They're oh, lying. you think all black people look the same? Don't <laughs> accuse me of that. <laughs> <laughs> so marc Andre Barry, is 14 and five, and then we move on another Canadian heavyweight bout. Tanner Bow servers 28 and 1. 28 losses, 1 draw. Just to be clear, because that sounds funny. 20 wins, 8 losses, 1 draw. Yes. Or heavyweight. Big Rod- boy. Rodrigo Nascimento at 8 and 1. That's his opponent. And then we got... I'm going to lead with the blue corner here. But we got Body Bags, Joe Piper. I don't know if you remember who this guy is. I remember Joe Piper. Week one, only contract winner. Dana was so upset with that card. Yeah, be like Joe Piper. Be like (laughs) Joe Piper. So this is his debut from Contender Series, finally. Dana went full Vince McMahon during that interview. Oh my god, yeah. He really did. Yeah. He did. And you know what? It's set up for some incredible... That card the week after where he gave the speech before, too, that was best contender series card of all time that, was a, that was a five fighter uh, I think wasn't Bo on that card he might have been no no he, he was, was week three he was the next week he yeah, was week three because week two had a five and then week three had three and then it was five 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 and then four then five From what I think from what memory serves uh, moving, he fights uh, Alan Amadovsky I hope I said that right eight and three uh, again that's a 185 fight and then we got Andre Touchy Feely Featherweight versus Bill Algio, sixteen and six at featherweight. Uh, you know, Bill's three and two. Just beat Herbert Burns and that oh my god, they got it on topology as exhaustion from damage that that he beat Herbert Burns. Do you remember that? Yeah. Gilbert carried yeah. him out of the cage like he like he was Gilbert the son was God. Pissed. Yeah. And then the co-main event is uh, Chidiki Nozhuac versus Gregory Rodriguez. Although, I need to stop here. I don't think that is the coming main event. Uh, I know Giga Chikadze got pulled out, right? It was originally the co-main. Though. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure they found... Found someone for Yeah, soon. hold on. So me... that's going to be a 15-fight card, potentially. 15-fight slime. Let MMA. Me card see. starts at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Yeah. Uh, that's New York time. Don Shainis will now fight Sadiq Yusuf. So, oh. I could, is that the co-main or no? This is the October 1st card. Oh, so they moved the card. Well, they already got 14 fights for this one. Yeah, so they moved it to next week. So, he does have a fight, not this card. So, uh, that's my bad. Chidiki Noji, no, Nojikwani, 22-7, and seven, middleweight versus, I love this guy, Gregory Rodriguez, LFA Cat. He was the 185 champ. He's a killer. Like, he is, his stand-up is gross, he lost a, a, a split to Armin Petrosian, got Russell fought, beat Julian Marquez in a dominant showing where he boxed his face off. And before that, he won a huge fight, or four-fight win streak, right? Where he, he won the LFA title, he, he won uh, against the wrestler by decision, he knocked out a striker, and then he had a, a little bit of a disappointing fight versus Armin, but then came back and, and knocked out Julian Marquez. And it didn't even look close, that fight. Didn't even look close. Uh, his only One of his losses comes to Jordan Williams. That's, a, that's quite a surprise because I don't know if you know who Jordan Williams is. That's that diabetic who actually fought at middleweight because he oh, couldn't yeah. cut weight. Yeah. So yeah. he was about 181.5 one for that mm. fight. So that's interesting to see that he lost to Jordan Williams because he hasn't been having a lot of success in the UFC lately. Uh, but I do like the way he's progressed since then, and he's fun to watch. And then the, co- the the main event. The main event. Number four versus number ten on the UFC rankings. Corey Sanhagen versus Song Yudan. Corey Sanhagen's four? I think so. Let me double check that. That's crazy. Well, his losses are to Jan and TJ. And Sterling. Uh, recent losses. These... Yeah, that's... He's one and three in his last four. I'm just talking about because he's on a streak. Like his last four yeah, talking, yeah, but he is yeah. He's currently ranked four, so he's literally his three. His last three losses are to champ one and two. Yeah. So I mean, no shame in that. Yeah, former champions, all of them. Yeah, he. I mean, you could argue and current really, champions. You could arguably put Vera at four and Sanhagen at five, but I I feel like he belongs there, in the top five, like although it doesn't deserve to be. Out of San Diego, yeah. right? So I, I feel like he's fairly ranked. Song Dong is 10. he's riding a three-fight win streak, hoping to make it four. Who is Song dong. Yeah, this is a big one for him. He, mm-hmm. he in the in the media day yesterday, he was saying that he thought that he would get a title shot of this. I think he's a little crazy. You think so? 100 percent. Well, it depends, right? Because no, it, it really does. No, it does. I think there's a, there's a, a scenario that he play out, right? Because what if Peter be Sean, right? What if we go back a couple weeks and remember that Cheeto kicked Dom's head into a different fucking dimension? Dom was ranked 8th at the time. It doesn't matter. They're still going to give it to Cheeto if nobody does anything impressive. I don't think so. I think well, if Song beats number 4, Corey Sanhagen, who's only lost the Champ 1 and 2, I think I think either you get a, a matchup between Vera and Song or Song gets the fight. He's beaten a higher ranked guy. That's just my opinion. I'm speculating. But you're certainly. Valid. Yeah, I think Cheeto's getting it. Yeah. You're certainly valid. I think Cheeto's getting the big Unless advantage. O'Malley yawn something crazy happens there. Yeah. I think if even Sean beats him, because that is crazy. Yeah. That is cool for the crazy thing. Assuming it's not terrible. It's a three round fight, so that benefits Sean. Cause, yeah. Because he's a slow, like, Peter's a slow starter. I know you've said in the past that. We're basing this off a lot five of five round fights. fights. Yeah. Uh, but, uh,. I still think it benefits him, because Sean does come out hard and fast. He doesn't have that layover at all. Sean just did not give me confidence during the fucking Munoz fight. He didn't get hit to the face or the body. And P- and Peter's not a kicker. Nothing happened. There were two significant strikes the entire fight. There was a fight. ball kick and an eye poke. That it was, was it. That was the fight. Fake the ball kick, by the way. He oh, got right. hit, no, no, no! You go watch that video. Go watch it frame for frame. He gets hit in the belt. It, it was even worse than Kobe Usman number one. No, it definitely was. No, it definitely was. No, no. You need was. to go watch that. That ball. No, kick that was comparison as, was ridiculous. No, that that that, that kick was fake as hell. Kobe's kick didn't to even touch the shorts. It, like yeah, he landed was. in the body. Like, no, that was a clear cut body body's, kick. It was the shorts. Flat well, remember is right on the belt. No, it was pretty clear body pick. But, yeah. Anyways, that's going to be a fun card. That's going to be a really fun card. And then, like, I'm, I'm going to bring this up every time. But we look ahead. And we got, uh... Oh, you know what? Let's talk about this. Alan versus Qatar just got announced for October 30th event, I believe it was. Let me triple check that. I... 145. But That's probably going to be a contender fight. For Alan. If he beats Qatar. Hmm... Come on. Guy's fought everyone outside of the champion. He's going to have some weight in the duo. I think Alex has his heart set out on that 155 title. I don't think so. I think he wants to fight when he can fight. I think he wants it. I think he's going to go to that opportunity, but I don't think he's going to force it. I think he's going to sit around and wait for that 155 fight if he doesn't get the fill-in short notice. But I was asking you this yesterday about this this fight specifically. I'm Assuming Charlie wins, it would be Charlie Result, right? Charlie's got Islam Makhachev at UFC 280. Is everything okay? Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, okay. Uh, everything's uh so he's got Makhachev at 280, but assuming Charlie wins, we do the Alex Charlie fight. Have we ever had two of the top three pound for pound guys fight each other before? Yes. One. Um Aldo and fucking Connor. Connor wouldn't have been in not top three, not not before a tu- not before a championship. No, not top three, right? Right. So I think this is the highest ranked pound for pound fight we ever Jones had. Jones and Cormier. It was Cormier ranked? I think he was like three or two. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, because now there's a fucking rival. I wish we could get another rivalry like that in the UFC. Jones and Cormier, like, there's some real fucking beef there. Uh-huh. These guys are both beasts. Daniel Cormier skyrockets the number one of but, but that's assuming that, it, like, Oliveira and Alex might not even actually fight, you know? They could easily give Oliveira Connor. So, Cormier was only number three when he went up to heavyweight. Hmm. Okay, wait, hold on. Cormier Jones won, right? Two. The second fight. Because Cormier would have been champ for a bit. And Jones would have been the fucking goat, like he still is. Him being, what, 11th on the path? That's just insulting. Like, either he's not on there, or he's number one. The guy's just too good. I'm hoping he comes back soon. I'm hoping that's one they announce real quick. When was that fight? Who the fuck knows? 2018, maybe? 2017? 2017. Yeah. Doing a lot of Googling here, folks. It's a big problem. i yeah, sorry. sorry. Luckily, nobody listens to this. Okay. I found an article here. came where they were at the time. He is a longtime chart topper. Oh, How about heavyweight with a stoppage win over Cormier. Jones takes number one, moving four spots from five. So he was he, fifth? He was five. In 2017? Yeah, That's fucking insulting. So, Why do people hate Jones? So, them? like, let me explain something to you. I don't think we've ever had a fight that was in the top three for pound, pound I don't think we've ever had a fight in the top three for pound, pound Maybe in your pound for pound list, right? Maybe in a lot of fans' pound for pound with the UFC's pound for balance, we've never, ever, ever seen that fight of, a, of a, I know, probably top fives we've seen. I, I don't want to speculate too much, but we've never seen a top three, a one, one versus three. And by the time Charlie gets there, he could be past Izzy if he reclaims his title. He could be number Would two. Would Stepe DC have been up there? No, because Stepe went four spots from five to one. That's what I was just reading. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So he wasn't even in the top three. He was in mm-hmm. five or four. It said four spots in number one, so he would have been fifth. Hmm. Yeah. I don't like this pound-for-pound pound list anyways. <laughs> no, it, that that would be, I mean, for me, that's where you market it, right? Yeah. I, I don't think you've ever seen this in UFC's history. Oh, Nunes Peña. Oh, that's it's, women's pound for pound. Though. Yeah, but it's still pound for pound. Yeah. I don't want to talk about bullshit pound for I don't pound. Think, I don't think Peña was. <laughs> yeah, because when Peña beat Nunez, Bountina she got put up wrong. there. And yeah, she but... was two, and Nunez was three. Was she two? Yeah, now Peña's three, and Nunez is one again. Yeah. Because they put Peña ahead of Nunez, of course, because she won. I love this. Maybe we should start doing articles of pound for pound changes because this is the only way to find out what that'll happen anymore. There's gotta be some sort of archive, historical records, going through the past, looking up the pound for pound lists, which are stupid as fuck. Anyways, they make no sense to me. I don't understand how they do this. Who's got the most title defenses right now? Uh, is it Alex? Women or men? Men. Uh, men. It's Alex. Yeah? Yeah, because he's, uh, it was Kamaru, uh, but now that Kamaru's lost. Izzy's it's... so active, I don't... They've, they're they're, they're uh, the same, I think. Or Alex has one more. I think it's four oh. each. Hmm. Interesting. Because hmm. I feel like Izzy might, should be up there, kind of. So the second fight, here we go. Poor Izzy has to get stuck fighting Pereira. November twelfth—that's a big card. There's also a big KSW card on November twelfth. You got the featherweight champ going up in weight. The challenge for the lightweight championship, KSW. Mm-hmm. Oh, you were November twelfth. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure out. I need to go back up to. Yeah, because Izzy won the interim from Kelvin. They beat Whitaker and unified it. Defended against Yoel. Defended against Costa. Defended against Vittori. Defended against Whitaker. And defended against Cannoneer. So that's seven title wins. But he's got that loss Six to defenses. Jan, which is probably what drags him down. I might have that backwards. Five um, defenses. He's got five. You said seven title, oh, seven title trying, wins. Yeah. yeah, and I think Alex has either four or five. But I think that fight with Jan the kicked them down a the spot. Oh, for sure. Uh, it's the It was the boringness of the fights, too. Because he's four right now, isn't he? Or is he two? Izzy's three. Izzy's or th- two. Two. Izzy's, Izzy's two. Yeah, two. Okay, that makes sense. <coughs> Whereas Max, has, or Alex has the two with Max, Ortega. Chan Sung Jung, which that shouldn't even count as a title fight, if you ask me. And then, the third fight with Max. So, so he's Pay- got five title wins, and Izzy has seven. So, Peng and Nunes was a two and three. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So, this would be the highest ranking pound-for-pound pound fight that we would ever have. Because
1: mm-hmm. it's one and
0: three, right? And the thing about the pound-for-pound pound list back in the day, too, is that women were on it as well. It was a, yeah, mixed, yeah, it was a mixed of pound-for-pound, pound, so it's harder to get that... Two and three when you got Val yeah, Nunez up was there. was on there, yeah. They, they were just taking two spots, but they were never in the top five. Were they? Nunez was, yeah. Interesting. Very I interesting. think even Ronda was at one point. That would make sense, though. Yeah. That's a marketing point. I right? think J.J. was up there at one point, too, Probably. after title defense number five. She's, I mean, she had a. she's still one of the best strawweights ever. Yeah, I she mean, had a great run. There's no one who's done what J.J. has done. No, nobody's defended that belt. That many times. That that strawweight belt feels like the heavyweight belt right now. That straw, yeah, it gets passed around like a cheap poker. Yeah, yeah, no, really. It, the, those girls, they're very talented. It's very a, talented. Yeah, it's a, really yeah, it's a division. stacked division, it's unlike just, heavyweight, which is more of a joke. You've got some killers coming too, like in heavyweight and in, in oh, strawweight. In strawweight. I was yeah. gonna say, like ain't shit coming in heavyweight. No, those two young girls, I keep talking about it. That twenty-year-old and that twenty-three-year-old. Remember, I was talking about it last. I'm gonna pull up the. And you still got, like, you got another fight coming up in that division, uh, Yan Yaozen or whatever, if versus Mackenzie Dern, the Chinese chick versus Mackenzie Dern. Wu Yanan? Yin- Yao Nan. Wu Yanan. I fucking don't know how to say that <laughs> shit. I think that's who you're saying. No, because that's the girl I'm thinking of. That's not her, is it? No, that's not her at yeah. all. No, this chick's actually good. No, uh... Jesus, I'm trying to figure out... Yeah, yeah, and Man. Oh. They're so... The names are so tough, man. Yeah, I can't do them. Okay, I'm t- I gotta I go... I can do Korean, Korean, but not Chinese. I like Japanese. Japanese. Yeah, except we don't have any, uh... Prominent fighters are, in the UFC from Japan. The Veracruz fight. Yasmin uh, Gerugi and Iceman Luciendo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This They're, they're straw weights, and they were that the are great fight. It was both of their debuts. I, uh, uh, Iceman and Luciendo. They're, they're both Yasmin spelled different, or Jasmine spelled different ways. Y A Z M I N for Yurugi. I can't say that name, but. And then I A S M I N. Which is still Yasmin uh, Luciendo, so they're both like Yasmin, but uh, yeah, Luciendo, twenty years old, uh, already has eighteen fights under her belt. Under her belt, nine and zero. Won that fight, great fight. Twenty three, she. I think I remember hearing she got paid fifty k for that fight because obviously she has a decent fucking manager that cares about her mm. and like. Yeah, no. The, there's some killers coming up in Strawweight. Flyweight too, man. They they the, the the girl who got the head kick knockout. Yeah, in the history, yeah. Flyweight. That was gross. I think they said that was the first ever uh, head kick on in, in uh, Dana White's contender series ever from any woman on mm-hmm. the contender series. There's only been six knockouts It's the only head kick knockout. Yeah. I'm just hoping that like Carla can defend her belt against Wayland. No my girl Mackenzie, I like her chances against Carla. I don't like her chances against Waley. Whaley. Whaley's too way too strong. Yeah, yeah, I don't think her they're. Her striking's gonna... phenomenal. See, Rose, well Rose would be an atom weight destroyer. Like if we they had an atom weight, they had an atom weight She'd be a complete legend. She'd be the Demetrius Johnson. No one would care about her. She'd get eleven straight title defenses. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Rose would dominate. She's too small for straw weight comparatively.
1: Like you're tight, talking
0: yeah. Andrade, Waylay Zhang. I know she cleaned out Waylay's clock, but you know, I, like yeah, she had that weight class, and we saw that with Val too. Like Val was great at one thirty-five, exactly. but struggled a bit because the size. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then no. they made one twenty-five, and now she's who the fuck stopping most, that. Most defenses in the UFC right now. She has got seven. Yeah, yeah so. it's fucking crazy. Well, she's on route to uh, four more defenses. She's I don't even know who she fights next. I guess she, she doesn't does a have a rematch. Anyone. Maybe Nunez um, again. Chukagian. A rematch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely going to be a rematch. Chukagian's yeah. been gatekeeping that that number one spot. She for a really, while. Has, yeah. yeah. She's that clear number two. It's the whole DC yeah. Jones thing. Let's see. What's uh? Did she fight Talia Santos yet? I think so, didn't she? Let's see. Because if she did, then what you do... If she hasn't, then what you do is you, you match those yeah, two Yeah, you do tally. No, she didn't fuck. Oh, so yeah, I guess you do Talia Santos. So you do Talia Santos versus Caitlin Chikagian, title contender. Make it... I wouldn't even care. That's a better UFC Fight Night headliner than what they've got coming up in the next couple months. Next few weeks here. they got Grasso out, and they've got a, another another one. Is Grasso still the main event to that card? Yeah, hold on. Ooh. Uh Durian, so that's the one you're talking about. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's oh, it's Gianna. Nan. Yeah. Nan. No. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, Grasso hours, There's nothing on there right now, though. Uh, at least on Google. So, ufc.com. This is what this turns into is a it's a Google Fest usually. Yeah. These things, yeah, I just want to be accurate. accurate Don't want to be you feeding accurate. you fake news. So Grasso, Hourjao, Saturday, October fifteenth, still the headliner. Serkinov, Metafield, sun Sal Henry, uh Vergara versus Tara. I can't say that guy's name. Oh, is this the Japanese guy that just came off the contender series? I'm not sure. Tatsu Tiara. Also, for that October 22nd card, everybody's talking about Oliveira Makachev and Dillashaw Sterling for the title and Yann O'Malley. There's two, like, super huge fights on that card nobody's talking about. You got Banil Dariush versus Matsuz Gamrot. Oh, that's good. That's one. a huge fight for That's a big fight for Gamrot, man. And you got Bilal Muhammad versus Sean Brady. That's yeah. Like well, yeah. those are both big fights for their divisions that's going that's the the Abu Dhabi card, right?
1: Uh yeah. So yeah. that goes without
0: saying Sean O'Malley versus Jan, versus Peter Yan, right? Yeah. Uh let's see. And um, you got Chukagian fighting Farad on that card. Oh, she's she's fighting. Right? Yeah. Who's she fighting? Manon F- Farad. Oh, the French girl. Yeah. She was supposed to fight in Paris. Or I, did she fight in Paris? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Uh, Manon. I don't remember seeing her, at least. I thought she was like the third fight of the night. Check it out. It's uh-huh. over a big month for the fights. September, not so much. No, her last fight. Yeah, she was supposed to fight Andrade and Chukagian on that, on that uh Paris card. Yeah, she was booked to fight Chukayi, and then on drop They both got canceled. I just—it's hard. It's been so hard for me to get hyped for these fights because I'm too hyped for November twelfth. Like that card is too fucking. No, stacked. no, no. Yeah, no. Getting through two seventy nine was difficult for yeah. me. 281, 280, 280 Two eighty, two eighty one. Two eighty stacked, and two eighty one makes that look like a joke. Right? And then two eighty two supposed to be even. Stack as well because they're gonna have. I don't know how you could stack that. Who's left to stack it with? Jones. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Johnny Bones. Because there's a title fight I on I have there. no faith in it. Oh, uh, no, wait, hold on. UFC 282. Well, that, that's what he's been teasing, but I don't think they're gonna get it done in time. No. Yeah, maybe. it's Prohaska Teixeira, too. Oh, fuck. So if you were gonna have a Jones on that card, that's even better. Like, about, yeah. if, if you got Jones on that card, those three pre reviews are like. Killer. Insane. Killer. And then you got the Brazil card in January. Yeah, which is gonna have Poguero for sure. And then it calms down for a bit because it's what they do in February. You, you definitely won't see Kevin Gaslow fight in Brazil, that's for sure. Actually you probably do a Conor McGregor in February. Imagine Stack you, your Q1 quarter. Imagine you imagine you do McGregor in Brazil versus Oliveira. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be crazy. That's money. That's Old money. will do the quick turnaround for Connor Oh, yeah, he will. Yeah. Well, I think. And I think, in Brazil. I think that's enough time. It's three months. Yeah, it's fights October. S- as so. long as he doesn't get, like. Because it's late January, too. He breaks his hand like it's only going to take eight weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Anyways, what do you think? Wrap it up? Yeah. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. This is the Couch Dissection with yours truly, Kieran Taylor, and my homie, Paul Martin. He's putting his arms up and can't see Yeah, he can't see him. Yeah. We're gonna have a video eventually. Eventually, but you know this. We've is... been thinking about uploading this to Pornhub and shit. Yeah, no, you've been thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> <a> good idea. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so, so much for you. much love. Thanks for listening. Peace.